Well, I'm excited to uh, introduce you, our speaker, Pastor Michelle. And um, before I do that, I'm just going to ask Pastor Michelle and Lydia to stand up. Would you? Just we're so glad you're here with us. Thank you for being a part of this congregation. And uh, I, I want to give you a little backstory because you're probably going, well, who is this Pastor Michelle? Michelle, right? In French. Michelle. Anyway, um, I, I'll spare you my French. Anyway, uh, what I, I want you to know is um, Maury Kapsner and a group of other men began a Bible study that takes place over at Holy Name. And it's just a men's Bible study from all kinds of different churches that come together. And as a result of that, over a number of years, this community Bible study they've been meeting together and in, in doing at a certain point called some of them to start bringing a community Bible study over to Africa. And they did do that. And they became responsible just in, this, in one place. And it spread throughout Eastern Africa. And then um, came over to where Pastor Michelle is at in, through Burkina Faso. And, that, and it's just now Western Africa. It's exploding beyond what they as a group of guys can actually do. And we're praying about how do we come around that? How do we come around something so explosive? And it looks like it, in some ways there's this challenge that's overwhelming, but I look at it in such a way as that it's an opportunity because we have a God who has overwhelming power and ability to transform. And so God might be even touching your heart to be about something like this. But who is then Pastor Michel? You need to know he's the president of the General Council of the Assembly of God's Church in Burkina Faso, which oversees 4,000 pastors and over 1 million members in just that country. And so he has that as a responsibility. Beyond that, he pastors a church which he founded, uh, a church of 3,000 people in the capital city there. And as that church was growing and developing, he began to see the needs of many children who had been abandoned and, and needed needed food and just needed to be protected, needed to be taught. And so they began what they called Village of Hope, which cares for these abandoned children. And not only have they cared for them, they actually began a, a primary school and it's gone into a secondary school teaching vocation. It's it's a school that also boards students. So they actually live there and come in from different places and other surrounding villages. And and as that was happening, God also laid on their hearts the needs of just the physical needs of people, specifically with illness, because there's so many different illnesses there. And so they began a medical clinic, and that medical clinic, along with that, has developed a university. And through that, they are touching all parts of West Africa. And so I'm just thrilled for you to know, um, here's a man who is open to the power of God's Spirit and His Word. And we've got the opportunity to have him share with us what God has laid in his heart. So, Pastor Michel, thank you. Hallelujah. I greet you all in the wonderful name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And on, on, on behalf of uh, all the community Bible study in Burkina Faso, all over the country, all those loving God and really studying deeply the Word of God, I will send you the regards, the greetings. And I would, I would like really to tell thank you very much to... Uh, uh, Brother Morey for really extending an invitation, you know, to me and my wife so that we may come and together, you know, see you, see those praying for us, supporting us, you know, and partnering together in the study of the Word of God. I would like really to tell you thank you for this honor. And I would like also to tell thank you to Pastor Kevin, really for allowing me 
to stand on your pulpit and share the word of God, no matter my, uh, my, uh, my action. So I, I do thank you very much. And to all the committees and those involved in missions, you know, working, blessing, you know, Africa, you know, as uh, our brother just shared, really, I just want to tell you all thank you for thinking, you know, of my continent. You know, from top to bottom, your heart is there, you are praying, you are supporting, and you are blessing us. May God mightily bless you. I, uh, I was warned this morning, I mean, even yesterday, by uh, Pastor Moore, uh, Mr. Moran, that uh, I should really be very careful and go slowly because I have a strong accent. So I have to be careful, otherwise people may not catch what I want to say. Yes, it's true. Uh, English is my third language. You know, French is uh, our official language. And then Moray, who is our my mother tongue. Then English is the language that I only use when I travel. Uh, back home, we don't speak English. We only speak, you know, French. So I would like really to ask you to bear with me. You know, please open your ear and listen carefully. Sometimes I am just like an, an, an diesel engine. When it warms up, this is where, you know, it goes. So when I warm up, I forget that I am speaking my third language, not French. Then I want to run. And uh, then I have to use my brakes sometimes. So please bear with me and, and listen carefully to me. But I, I just recommend you in the grace of God, asking God to speak to you. Don't only listen to... Uh, you know, somebody, you know, who has a f funny accent, uh, making a lot of uh, uh, mistakes, or speaking half French, half English. Uh, don't look at that. Just try to find the words. Try to find, to listen to the, to the Spirit of God. Just what God wants you to hear, what God wants you to, you know, to hold on, what God wants you to understand. Try to look for that one and get it. Then you will be blessed. Hallelujah. I want to thank God because this is a wonderful church. Pastor, you have a great church. I tell you, the presence of God is in this place. He's here. The Holy Spirit is here. And Jesus himself is here. He's right now among us. Just here and even up there. You know, he sees us. He sees our heart. He sees our desires. He sees our tears, and he wants me to tell you this morning that don't worry. Don't worry. He hears you. He knows all your desire. He knows all your tears. He knows all your pain. He's at work. He's at work. Something good is going to happen. If you are mourning for your children, if you are mourning for yourself, for your health, no matter what you are, you, you are mourning for or you are suffering, you are going through, don't worry, trust is alive. And he's here this morning, is able and ready to help us. So thank you very much to the choir for bringing us before the throne of God. Thank you to the group, the music group, for just allowing us to go before his throne to praise you, worship you, and acknowledge his presence. Keep doing that. And we will see always his presence. We will feel always his presence among us. Hallelujah. This morning, 
I just want really as a theme to speak to you about the transformational power of God. Yes, there is power in the word of God. And the word, the power of the word in us transforms us. The presence of the power of the word in the church can transform the whole church. The whole hearts, the whole believers can make us become different. And I tell you that the presence of the word and the power of the word in a nation can transform an old nation. So may the Lord help us this morning. And may his presence be with us and help us to understand what he wants us to hear. Father, I'm just committing this time into your hands. You know that uh, I am in a place where I am not used to preach in English. But I want to receive your word to give to your children. Please speak to us. Be real and glorify your name. Let your word bless us this morning. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. I would like really to invite you this morning, you know, to read with me, you know, uh, Romans chapter 1, verses 16. Romans chapter 1, verses 16 will be the place where we will start you know, and speak about the transforming power of God, which is a gift that God has given us, us, which is His children. Romans chapter 1 verse 16 says this word, I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God for the salvation of everyone who believes. Hallelujah. Not ashamed of the gospel. Because I know it is the power of God for everyone who believes in Him. Yes, this has been written by uh, the Apostle Paul to the Christians, you know, in Rome. Both the, the Jews and also the Gentiles. And you know that, that moment... Maybe over one million of inhabitants was in Rome. All mingled, Jews and, 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 and Gentiles, all together. You know, one million people at least was in that place. And you know that Rome was the center of one of the greatest empires of the world that the world have ever known. To this great Empire. People living in there. Knowing and hearing heard about Jesus Christ. Paul writes to these people. Just to let them know about his heart. About his desires. And this morning. Paul wants to remind us. And God wants to remind us. Through the written. The, the, writing, the, 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 write, the writing of Paul. That even though. You are in a very great empire. I will say you are living in a very great nation. You should not be influenced. You should not allow anything to put you to shame. Vis-a-vis -vis 
to the word of God, to the gospel. Because in that gospel that we preach about, only in that gospel, there is the power to save, the power to heal, the power to lead you, somebody, to heaven. And you know that Paul was going in through different problems in the nations, many decisions was taken. In the nations, many law rules has been taken. In the nations, people, some people were laughing at him. In the nation, some of the leaders were trying to arrest him and get him in jail. In that great nations, many people did not want to know about this power. Did not like. So, they were mocking. They were just sabotaging. They were just trying to put Paul aside. And Paul just wanted these people to be sure of who he is, to what, of what he believes. Then he wrote to these people and said, You know what? I want you to understand one thing. I am not ashamed, and I will not be ashamed of the gospel. I will preach the gospel. I will share the gospel until I drop. I will not be ashamed of the gospel. Because I know one thing. There is not another power to save. There is not another power to heal. There is not another power who will leave, lead somebody to, to, to heaven. There is not another power who can transform man's character, man's life, except through the word of Jesus. When the word is released, lots of miracles and many miracles happen. So Paul is simply saying, no matter what happened to my life, be ready. I can be arrested. You can arrest me, but it doesn't matter what happened to my life. I will not drop, I will not stop preaching the word because the power of God is in it. I want you to tell you, throw me in prison. Even if you throw me in prison, from the prison, I will talk about the word to set free even prisoners. Even within prison, I will share, I will talk because I know that the power is not bound. The, the word of God is not bound. The power of God can still work even in prison. So I want you to be aware of this. I want you to be that even if I am rejected by you, even if I am rejected by you, I will keep strong. I will be strong. I will still preach the word. I will share it because I know by sharing the word, I am setting people free. No matter how much I am troubled, how much you shake me up, how much you try to destroy my life, I will still, I will still talk of Jesus Christ and I will share of His love and His grace. I think this morning God is speaking to us as a church. I think this, this morning God is speaking to us as an individual. And He's saying, my son, don't minimize the power that I have given to you. The power of the word. Don't neglect my words. Don't forget about my word. Just dig in my word. Just use my word. Because by using my words, my words, power is acting. Transformation is, is, is manifesting, is, is moving in people's life. I love every time when we come together. To listen to the word of God. 
back home on Sunday morning and every, in every meeting, when we come to church, I can see, I can look. Even during praise and worship, you know, when people praise and worship, I can see the power of the word working in people's lives. I can see by looking at people, I can see something is happening, something is moving, their heart is stirred, disturbed. I know that their life is shaken. I can see that life has been transformed. And I just look and they continue just to praise and worship, you know, the hymns and singing and worshiping. Things are happening to the world. When we get to the world, I can see through people's faces that miracles is happening. Miracles is happening. I'm not talking only about physical miracles. Yes, it does. It's there. But sometimes lots of paths. Even the physical miracles. And go to the spiritual miracles. And allow God, the Spirit of God, to open our eyes. For us to see the spiritual miracle happening every day in people's life. Glory be to God. Lot of things is happening. Dead is rising. Cripples are walking. You know, blind sees. Those are things Jesus was doing. But today, spiritually... We, we can still see those things happening anyway. We see it. But let us pass that and see the spiritual side. And then move more. Move quicker. Move stronger. And releasing the word for many miracles to happen. Because it is the power of God. And it's still there. Today, many of the churches, in churches, sometimes we speak more about physical healings and all these things. And uh, we, we forget sometimes that the spiritual ones is there. And because we don't see that, we don't talk much about it. The spiritual miracles, we don't talk much about it, but it's always there. And sometimes we're there, we wonder. We wonder if really God's word is still, is ancient power. Sometimes because we don't see the physical healing, we wonder where is the power of God. Is there any power still in his word? What is he? We don't see many miracles. We don't see many blind people open. We don't see many crippled walk. We don't see many people raised from dead. Because today as humans, this is what we want to see more. But, and then we forget about the spiritual world. And then we wonder if the word of God has still its ancient power. This morning, God went through the Apostle Paul to remind us. That no thing has been diminished, uh, diminished in, the word, in the power of God. The word has still its ancient power. And every time you take it to a nation, you take it to a village, every time the word of God enters in somebody's life, you know, let that person be ready. Because something is going to happen. Something new is going to come. A transformation is going to take place. Some, when, when we look at Jesus' time, we can see what Jesus Christ was doing. We can see that Jesus Christ was, you know, using his words to make miracles. And those, the kind of miracles Jesus Christ was doing, it was only just to illustrate, you know, also to us today. That the time of miracle is not past. I am still alive. I am still among you. But spiritually, I want all what I have done physically to be done today. And I want people to walk. I want people 
to be healed. I want people to see my glory. I want people to know that I am alive and I am still the same yesterday, today, and forever. When we read in Luke chapter 4, we can see, you know, the Word of God telling us about, uh, you know, some things that Jesus Christ did through His words. Some miracles that He did through His words. Luke chapter 4, verse 13. But let us start from, you know, the verse 31. There, the Word of, the, of God speaks about Jesus who drives out demons from a man. I mean, Jesus by His Word who brought transformation in somebody's life. The Word of God said that He was going to Capernaum, a town of Galilee. And on the Sabbath day, the Word of God said that He began to teach the people. And they were all amazed at his teaching because his message had authority. Can you imagine? Jesus, he went to Capernaum on the Sabbath day. He stood up and he started to speak. He was just speaking. Telling people about heaven. Telling people about the kingdom of God. Just speaking people how really they can go out from death to life. And when he was speaking... The word of God said that people were just listening to him. But by listening to him, their heart was troubled. They, they, by just listening to him, we didn't talk about, the, the Bible didn't say that Jesus was just touching their heart, you know, with his hand, he was pushing them down. No, he was just there speaking to them. But when he was speaking to them, their heart was troubled. Because when the word was coming out, power of the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit was just accompanying this word. And when people was open, you know, and to receive the word, the power of the Holy Spirit was just hitting their heart. And uh, they could not even stand. They have really to open their mouth. And they have to confess and said, yes! What kind of teaching was that? We are all amazed of the teaching. Because his message was, you know, had an authority. When the word of God comes up with the anointing of the Holy Spirit, you have no choice. You have to shake. You have to be transformed. You have to start, you know, moving. Because something is happening to you. And this is how it should be. The word must come out with authority. With the power of the Holy Spirit. With the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And every time we hear about the word, something must happen. If you hear about the word and nothing happens, there is something still wrong. When the word comes up, the Spirit of God must carry the word. And those who are listening must feel something. If you don't feel something, then there is something wrong. Because there is an invisible power carried by the Holy Spirit, touching our heart, touching our mind. And then the word of God said that. After that, he went in the synagogue. And there was a man possessed by demons and evil spirits. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know you here, but in Burkina, we know about that. We know that somebody can be possessed with evil spirits, with demons. We know that. Yeah. Because, you know, you can just tell. All his attitudes changes. He's no longer master of himself. 
you know, what is wrong, or what human doesn't do, that person does it. You know, he doesn't care, walking naked, you know, in, in, uh, in the, what do we call that, uh, on the street. He doesn't care going to the dust uh, dustbins, you know, and collect everything that's there. And even if there is a dead chicken who's rotten, he doesn't care. He can take it and then and then put it in the fire and eat it. And death doesn't even want these people. The normal people and rich people die, but these people will sleep and walk like this and eat this. But death doesn't even want them. They will even sleep on the road, wanting a car to crush them. But everybody will see them and will pass by. But the word of God said that we should be our heart at the table of the Holy Spirit. Isn't it? Our mind must be full with the Holy Spirit. We must do things who are perfect, who are good. Because the Spirit of God is giving us, is leading us. And the word in us, the transformation took place, takes place. And then we don't walk according to our own desire. We walk according to... The direction of the Holy Spirit. Even if your flesh tells you to do this and do that, and you know that it's against the word, the Holy Spirit, you know, brings the power of the word and reminds you, son, you are not called to do that. My daughter, pass by. Don't look at it. Don't do it. And then you avoid it. But when your mind is full with evil spirit, with demons, even your parents cannot guide you, and the Spirit of God is not there. And this man was there. His life was troubled. His life was lost. He has, there is a separation between him and his parents. There is no connection any, any longer. But the word of God said that, you know, in a, uh, the word of God said that uh, when he saw Jesus coming, you know, he started to cry, to shout. And he said, ha! What do you want with me, with us? Jesus of Nazareth. You have come to disturb us. <clears throat> I know who you are. The only one of God. He was just confessing, telling already Jesus who he is. And I know that there is power in you. Please, don't come. Don't talk. Because there is fire in your mouth. There is fire in your word. Don't say the word. Don't talk. Don't disturb us. <coughs> At the same moment... <coughs> The word of God said that Jesus did not fight against him. If it is in Burkina, we will call for strong men. People will come with ropes and they will attack him. It's said to be maybe five or ten people. They will put him on the floor and, and tie him up. Feet and hands. And then carry him, you know, to the prayer place. Then they will tie him with a tree, you know, tie his feet and and hence to a tree. And then now the pastor will come now and pray for him. Well, he's tight completely. And, and after prayer now, you know, according to what this, you know, the spirit says. And, you know, the conviction that the pastor said, he will say, release him. Then he will entitle him now. Release him. And he will find that the demons are gone. You know, the evil spirits are gone. He will stand up. They will give him water to shower. Give him food. You know. And then now he will become again normal and part of, his, of the society. But here, no one could not do that. No, no one was doing that. And Jesus just opened his mouth. Jesus just said, be quiet. When we read here, there is no other thing Jesus did. 
the word of God said that, he just said, be quiet. And when he says that, you know, immediately, the spirit, the, all, the, 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 uh, Jesus said, be quiet. And then he said, come out. Come out. With a command. His word went out. With the power of the Holy Spirit. And, and then knock those demons out. It's just physically, you know, speaking. It doesn't mean that there is boxing, you know, took place there. But anyway, the power of the word knocked the demons. And they went out immediately. Out of this man. And the word of God said that he threw the man down. Before, you know, uh, uh, before uh, them. And without injuring him. All the people were amazed once again. And they said to one another. To, to each other. What is this teaching? With authority and power. It give order. To the evil spirit. And uh, they come out. And the news about him. Spread throughout. The surrounding area. Power in the word. Power in the word. Before Jesus was speaking. Today is still speaking. Through his word. Through his bible. Through the Bible. With the power of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something. In 1921 was the year that the missionaries, you know, heard, you know, from God in this country. That there is a country named, well, not, not a country, but a tribe. Named Moshi tribe. And these people are suffering. They are just deep in Africa. Go and found them. Take my words. To these people. And they will be saved. And that was the Assemblies of God missionaries. And a bunch of them came together. They took the boat. And they crossed the ocean. They eat Senegal. And they asked, do you know the Mosi tribe? They said no. They went to Liberia. And they asked, they said no. They went to Sierra Leone. And Sierra Leone, they said no, we don't know. They went to Guinea. Do you know Mosi tribe? They said no. Then they have to, you know, come back and take, you know, colons with, uh, on the Niger River. That moment was the most early in 1921. That was, that was just terrible. You know, and they have to go through Conan up to Mali. And when they get to Mali, they ask, do you know anything about Mosi tribe? And then the Malians say, oh yes, we know about it. But they're still maybe 1,000 kilometers away. So now they have to took donkeys and go on the donkeys, you know, to go to Burkina. Upper water it was called. When they went there, they asked the Mosi king, they saw the Mosi king, are you the Mosi tribe? And the Mosi the king said, yes. Okay, we have a message who can transform your nation, who can transform your people. God sent us here with a message for you. And the king gave them a place with maids, you know, to stay there. Stay there with the maids. Whenever you will be able to communicate, tell us the message that, that you have. And through the maids, those missionaries learn to read and write, you know, the, uh, uh, the, the Mosi, Mosi language. Once they were able to communicate... You know, about the gospel, they went back to the king who allowed them to go and preach. The first time they went out, they went to a place, you know, and they started to share the word. A bunch of young people were standing there. And my father was a young man that moment. He was just standing there with them. They got saved. They said, we heard about the message. Something is happening. There is a truth we want to know more about. Then they carried them back to Wagadgu in their station. To start immediately a Bible school with these young people. 
They were planning to keep them for three years. But when they started immediately, well, they found out, well, in six months' time, these people, the word was just moving within them, and their heart was just turned, and the Spirit of God opened their mind, and they couldn't even understand more than what, you know, they, 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 they were teaching them. You know, they were, they, they were maybe already one year or two years in advance. Because the message was simple. They were just praying, you know, through, through sacrifices, you know, and, and doing things like that. And the missionaries told them, you know what? Don't kill anymore your chickens. Don't kill anymore your goats. Don't kill your cows. You know, somebody died for you. And he shed his blood already. And this message, the Holy Spirit, just transformed their hearts. And built it stronger in them. And now, the missionary said, why should we keep you here? For three months, uh, for six, six years, uh, uh, three years. We have to release you. Go quick into your nations. Go quick everywhere into the Burkina Faso and tell about this good news because this word can transform your society, your villages, and your nation. Go! And they went together. They, they spread and they went everywhere. This is how the word of God, you know, was born in Burkina. Just 92 years ago. But brothers and sisters, let me tell you that the word of God just transformed all my nation. It's just wonderful. In all West Africa, I will see, I will say even, even in all Africa, you don't see, you don't see so many Christians and so many pastors. Alone, I am, I am, I am in leadership of 4,000 pastors. And we have over 8, 8, 8, 8 Bible schools. And all these Bible schools are all full. And now we are targeting Central Africa and uh, we, we have sent 13, 13 pastors in Europe. I, I just came and I went through Canada where we are planning to settle three pastors. And maybe uh, next, uh, next, uh, within two weeks' time, in the 10th of, uh, the 10th of uh, November, we will be opening our first uh, Assemblies of God Church from Burkina Faso in New York. You, you see that? Yeah, we will be opening just... Just because of the power of word. It's not, it's not man. It's not somebody. It's about the word. There is power there. Just release it. Release it. And you will see how much really it's functioning. The word of God said that Jesus Christ, when he, 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 was, uh, go, he, he was just traveling, uh, going from place to place, one day he went to Jairus daughter's place. And uh, Jairus' daughter was dead. And Jesus went in. People were just crying. And uh, they didn't know, know what to do because she was already dead, ready to be buried. And Jesus just spoke. You know, he said, Talita Kumi. Young girl, arise. Just the word came out. And the, the dead body heard the word. And the power, the invisible power of the Holy Spirit just went in her. And bring her back to life. The word of God said that uh, when he was going to nine, he went and he found a dead body. People were carrying a dead body going to the graveyard. And when he looked, everybody was just crying. And a woman, a widow was there. And she was the miserable, the most miserable one. She was crying to death. And her, his spirit moved into her. And the word of God said that Jesus said, told them, stop. And they stopped with the coffin. And Jesus Christ just go, went closer. He went very close. 
to that coffin. And, and he said to this widow son who was dead. He said to this dead body, you know, young man, arise. Just a word. Nothing else is word. It's power. And then life came out from his mouth, from his word, by the power of the Holy Spirit, into that young man, and he, he, he arose, he arise. And then Jesus gave him, gave him back to the mother. Listen to me. The word of God, you know, said, in John chapter 5, verse 25, uh, chapter 5, verse 25, he said that the day shall come. Hallelujah. And the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of, of God. And that who hear shall arise. Glory be to God. Listen to me, brothers and sisters. God is speaking today. And he's saying that I have so many people still dead. Cities, villages, communities, brothers and sisters, members of our family still dead. And the Lord, the word of God is just saying, I'm just waiting for you to speak. Just speak. Play your role. Don't say it's just up to the pastor. Don't say that it's just up to this and this. Don't, don't look for excuses. Just speak. Do your best and let the word of God go in them. They will hear the voice of the Son of God. And blessed be who, who will hear it. No matter the character that person has. Tears will come out. His heart will be broken. You will be astonished to see that person walking down. Coming to accept Jesus Christ. And you will be ashamed. You will say, what? If I knew that. If I have known that it could be broken like that. You know, I would have done it a long time ago. God trusts in us. And uh, he trusts that we release his word. This is why through the Kobinote Bible studies in Africa. We just don't want only Burkina to benefit. We don't want all the Christians to know about the master and the power of his word. And today, not only Burkina we are looking for, we are now looking even for all West Africa. This is why next week, this coming, uh, within two weeks' time, Brother More will be coming to Burkina Faso. And all West Africa leadership teams of churches will be coming there. And together, we are going just to settle the strategy you know, of community Bible studies. So that the word may be known by every Christian. And every Christian now, we apply Matthew 28, the Great Commission. You know, just make disciples. Not by might, not by strength, not by might, but by my spirit. Thank you very much. And may the Lord bless you. Thank you, brother.